listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the second day of March, the first Thursday of the month. We are two weeks away from the madness, officially, although you've been paying attention. It's already underway. Four weeks away from the start of the Major League Baseball season. Less than a week to go until franchise tags have to be administered. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. We got a lot going on. And the PGA Tour is completely different. Kinda. Sometimes. Although I feel like we've seen this before, but you can't say that. Well, we've heard about it before, but based on the ratings, we've not seen it before, David. <laughs> well played, Mark. Well played. How are you? I'm doing well. Had a good day yesterday. Good night's sleep. Watched a little hoop last night. Watched a little hockey last night. You know, it is a it is a remote controls paradise right now because there's so much going on that you're just constantly flipping games. I find myself not able to get into any one game. So like, oh, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss that. Between the college basketball, between some good hockey that's going on. NBA last night had another good night. So it, the sports world is thriving right now. And as you mentioned, we've got free agent tags to apply. We've got free agency about to begin. And we've got a draft to get ready for in six, seven weeks time. I'm in good spirits because my first hunch of the week came through. I had been uh, 0 for 2 on hunches. You know, my hunch Monday, mm, not so much. My hunch Tuesday, mm-hmm, not so much. Yesterday, my hunch was it's Mike Bray's last home game at Notre Dame after 20-plus years. Come on now. Come on. Plus, ranked team going on the road to play unranked team. I mean, come on now. Notre Dame's going to win this game. I don't care what the standings say. Sure enough. Notre Dame won that game, and they were getting points. So, you know, I'm starting. I feel as if my breakfast is a little bigger this morning, Mark. Well, you can afford it at least after last night. (laughs) Right. That'll be $1.99 extra. That's okay. Put it on the tray. I'll take that extra toast. Thank you. I had Notre Dame in four and a half. Yeah. So, but you're right. So much going on. So much going on. Kevin Durant makes his Phoenix Suns debut. Him and Booker combined for 60. This just in. They look like they could be pretty good. Going to go out on a limb. Okay, they look like they could be a problem out west. Just really quickly, quick straw poll of the three of us. Are you rooting for the Phoenix Suns to get to the NBA final? Yes or no? Yes, for ratings. It was a yes or no question. No. Not at all. And... That's very anti-me because I always root for teams who have never had a parade. Right, and they win all. First off, for you to say no, David, is such BS. Because who loves a trade deadline more than David Moulton? Nobody. And I mean no. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Who likes a trade deadline more than David Moulton? Nobody. So they go all in at the trade deadline. Yep. Get the best player they can get. B, B, as you mentioned, this is an old, long-established franchise that's never had a parade. 
and the number one franchise in that area too. It's not the baseball team. It's not the football team. The Phoenix Suns are the team in the Valley of the Sun. And you're not rooting for them to get to it. Not, I didn't even say win it. I just said get to the final. And here's why. Because Durant's got three extra years on his contract, and I want this storyline to continue. I mean, they can't just come in and win the damn thing. All right? Besides, I mean, you know, he joins Golden State after they've gone to -to back-to-back finals. Won one and won 73 games, and then he joins them. Okay, now he joins Phoenix, in which in their last two years, they went to the NBA finals, and then they had the best record in the league. And now he joins Phoenix. I mean, is there is there a bigger front runner in sports? Honestly, I mean, this is the the young person who grows up and goes, "Who are the teams that are winning right now?" And they go, "Well, they're Bucky. It's so and so, and this one, and that one." Well, those are my favorite teams. And you know, our old producer was a front runner. He would have had a Suns jersey by this morning. <laughs> He would have, he would have had it before he made his debut in Charlotte last night. <laughs> yes. So I, oh, I wow. that's my thing. It's that he's just been a front runner, and I, I want to see this thing. If he wins one, great. It can't be this year. Can't be. We have a lot of potential storylines in the Western Conference. Okay, that can all go badly. I want a lot of them to go badly. Okay, it, it makes for better sports radio. I don't know what to tell you. I also really like Chris Paul, so if he got a ring, I'd be happy. See, I will say there there is that sentiment out there, you know, of the active players that don't have a ring. How many of them are better than Chris Paul, you know, or have had a better career than Chris Paul? Because obviously, certain guys are better than him now. But top ten point guard of all time, and you could argue, is there an active player? who is ringless, who has had a better career than Chris Paul. Maybe James Harden. Mm-hmm. There you go. There or you Ru- go. Or Russell Westbrook or Damian Lillard. Actually, no. Chris Paul over Damian Lillard, with all due respect. I mean, you know, that's a that's a pretty impressive list. Uh, I mean, got to admit, that's that generation, Stockton, Malone, Ewing. I mean, you know, every generation has its list. It's actually a really impressive list of guys that don't have one. And Dame's obviously not, but Chris Paul's going to be right in the mix. Russ now is a clipper. They should be in the mix. For now. And then Harden's going to lose in the second round. So, but he asked me, yeah, yeah, probably there'll be a three seed. They'll win their first round. And that'll hurt Felipe because that'll be against the Heat, okay? And then they'll lose in the second round to uh, Boston or Milwaukee. Boy, and they showed last night what they can do with the Heat. Yeah. Heat played a perfect first quarter. Maybe their best quarter of the year. They scored 37 in the first quarter. Entertaining game, and then <laughs> Philly no said. Embiid. Right, with, with no, no Embiid. Embiid. And right. then they Philly just them. said, you guys don't want to play defense either? We'll just outscore you. My apologies. The Sixers will make the finals and lose since that's what Philly teams are doing now, making the finals and losing. Look at you. That's pent-up Miami anger right there. He is not happy about that loss last night. How about some passive aggressiveness there? 
By the way, if you're a Sixers fan, I think you'd sign up for that right now. I mean, third best team in the East, and you're saying, hey, you'll get to the finals, and then you'll lose? You're like, that's okay. That's two rounds further, and I got them going right now. Okay, we can do that. Philly fans lived through 1980. Three of their four teams lost in the finals. Okay, it's all right. They're tougher than you think. Definitely tougher than you think, and they'll let you know. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> uh, yes, they will. But it's a great time of year to be a sports fan. It really is. I know some of you, you're just a football fan. I don't really care about the other stuff anymore. Uh, you're missing out on a lot of stuff. It's almost too much. It's hard to have a social life and follow all this stuff. <laughs> It's, it's nearly impossible. It, it is impossible. It's impossible. That's why you have to get old and not have a social life anymore, Felipe. You're at a tough... You're at a tough because, I'm at a crossroads right well, now. Well, but, but you also have your basketball groupies that are your friends that you can watch with. I mean, you're of the age where you should be able to find like-minded people to watch your sport with. Right, but I don't live with them, so it's hard. Felipe, I will say this. Do you know how much easier you have it than the two old guys who are on this show? because we didn't have the internet to be able to catch up with all that we had missed. We didn't have highlights that were being posted on Twitter and what, and a YouTube and this, that, and the other thing where we could catch up on the night in the NBA in seven to nine minutes. All right. We had to make sure that we sat down and watched the 60 minute sports center. Okay. To catch up on the entire day's events. And it's why old guys moan and complain about sports center now with all of the opinion stuff, because it used to be a 60-minute highlight show. Oh, I remember you, that, those days. And you needed it. And you needed it because you couldn't get it anywhere else. Once you started to be able to get it elsewhere, that's when SportsCenter said, uh, we got to change. Rich Eisen talked about it at the Super Bowl. He said, that was the reason I left ESPN, was the Sports Center was beginning to evolve from me doing the highlights to me introing guests who were breaking down what had taken place. And he said, it's not what I want to do. I want to keep doing the highlights. And then the NFL network called. So on Sunday, he does the highlights. I truly miss the days of the sidebar sports center. Right now, that's just PTI is the only one left with a sidebar yeah, exactly. that tells you what's coming up next. No, you're right. And I love that, PTI. And PTI that. is just telling you which opinions they're coming up with next on what. So, no, you're right. that It's order, you know. Speaking of PTI, did you ever see the little 30 for 30 they did? And I don't know if it was officially a 30 for 30, but I think it was the 20th anniversary of PTI a couple of years back. And Quint Kornheiser has a staff meeting. And he says, this is the only staff meeting we're ever going to have. And here's the deal. This show is going to fail miserably. All right. But I don't care because I have a two-year guaranteed contract. They cancel this show tomorrow. I get paid for two years. But you all, you better work really hard, save your stuff, because you're going to be unemployed in a matter of weeks. All right. And he gave his prediction. You know, I give this thing six weeks once we air. All right. You ready? Let's go. Let's do this. And they've been on how long? Out of 22 years, something like that. They've they've actually they changed uh, sports television. You know that was the first really of the talking head shows that that made it. And, you know, never mind the innovations, the bar on the side to let you know the topics, and you know it it's turned out to be a 
you know, a noteworthy show in the history of sports television. Kornheiser said, I give it six weeks. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and I don't care because I have a two-year guaranteed well, contract. And he goes, and I'm making a lot of money. It's very Ricky Survey of him in that speech <laughs> yes. if you think about it, you know, and I don't care. <laughs> Because I've it got was. a contract, you know. It I don't was know. 15 years before Gervais at the Golden Globes. You had Kornheiser at the staff meeting. <laughs> Miller and Moulton, we will talk some football in the 7 o'clock hour with Pro Football Network. Who from Pro Football Network? We're not really sure. Someone from Pro Football Network will join us at 738. That's what we know. And Kurt Byram, who works with NBC and the Golf Channel, we'll talk to him about what's happened in the PGA or going to happen with the PGA. They there's copying some other league out there. We'll figure out what that is coming up. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton only on the Florida sports network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Our weekly guest from Pro Football Network joins us in a little more than an hour. Kurt Byram covers the PGA Tour for NBC and the Golf Channel. They're at Bay Hill, and oh, by the way, apparently the PGA Tour continuing to take dramatic change to how it is they are doing things. Talk about that a little bit later. We'll talk to Kurt Byram about it coming up at eight o'clock. Miller and Moulton here. The text line is open at twenty-one thousand two one triple zero two one triple zero. If you've never texted the show before, FSN Radio is the keyword to do that once, and you are behind the curtain and can text as much or as little as your heart desires. So you brought up something during the break. Yeah, the NFL player, NFLPA player surveys about working conditions. And I thought it was an interesting time for, not an interesting, I thought it was a very appropriate time for the NFLPA to put this out right before what begins, free agency. That's Let, why they did it. Letting players know if they're going to sign with a certain team, what to expect from that team. And they did it on seven different criteria. Treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and the locker room. And all I know is that who would want to play for the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, there are some teams on here that are basically getting Fs. Like the Arizona Cardinals, David, got Fs in every category with the exception of their strength staff and their training staff. Treatment of families, F. Nutrition, F-. minus. Weight room, F-. minus. Training room, F-. minus. And locker room, F. They did give their strength staff and their training staff really good grades, an A- minus and a B+. Plus. And that's what kept Arizona from being 32nd. You know, the staff apparently got them to 31st. But the Washington Commanders are going to have a hell of a time signing free agents, David. Well, I mean, we've known that, Mark. It's I mean, Daniel Snyder's still the owner. And he's selling, so he doesn't want to spend a lot of money out of his pocket right now. Why do you think they're going to Sam Howell at quarterback? 
It's a fifth round pick. It's about as cheap as you can have a quarterback for. But Dolphin, feel good about your organization. They ranked among the top. In fact, second of the 32 teams were the Miami Dolphins. The Minnesota Vikings were ranked number one. The Dolphins were ranked number two. The Las Vegas Raiders were ranked number three. By the way, to my surprise, because this organization has been destroyed in the last three years publicly, you know, they started firing well thought of PR people and just the whole, uh, the guy from the Patriots, not the current GM Cesario, but the other guy who came in and kind of fired everybody and was running things that nobody liked. And uh, the Houston Texans graded out fourth. I think that would have surprised a lot of us. The Texans have gotten in the last two, three years. Basically, we've been told the Houston Texans organization sucks. Well, apparently not how they treat the players. As far as the elite teams, the Chiefs, we're ranked 29th. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To tell you where, I mean, the Chiefs were 29th. The Jags were 28th. The Bengals were 27th. All three playoff teams. The Bucks were 26th. So I don't know how much this correlates to winning, if any at all. But I would think it would make teams at least contemplate a change of how things are done if the entire league tells them how bad they are at something. Well, I'm curious about that. If you're an owner or a general manager, and you saw this NFLPA survey, would you take it seriously? Would you go, hmm, I'll be damned? Because, Mark, this is essentially a pretty good focus group. I mean, tough to get a better focus group, to be honest. I would take it seriously in certain areas. Um, it's funny you know, even the teams that graded up bad, the Washington Commanders were the worst team on the list. Their strength staff was voted an A+. Their training staff was voted a D. Like, I would really look, these training grades, the training staff, that would mean something to me. If players don't think they can trust the training staff and they think the training staff is bad, that would. if I'm a general manager, that would be a huge red flag to me. Why do we have that? I would be, David, I would do something I don't want to ever do. I'd have meetings on that. <laughs> and I'd be bringing in players. I, I would try to figure out what it is about our training staff that bothers our team. You cannot be getting a D in training staff in the National Football League. In fact, there was only a handful of teams that had really, you know, outside of Washington, there weren't a lot of C's on the grade. Fact, but I Kansas was... City got a D- minus in training. That That I found staggering. In fact, I thought there was one category in which there were only two teams that got lower than a B-. minus. I, I would think, you know, the treatment of families would be something that would be important to my team if I'm a general manager. And the Arizona Cardinals have an F in treatment of families. I might want to find out why. The Cincinnati Bengals have an F in treatment of families. The Jags have an F in treatment of families. The Washington Commanders do too, but that doesn't really surprise anybody. Hell, 
Okay. You see the way he treats his employees. <laughs> How do you think he's going to treat the family members of the employees? I mean, come on now. For the record, Vikings, Dolphins, Raiders, Texans, and then beginning at five, Cowboys, Packers, Niners, Giants, Bills, Saints. Rounds out your top 10. You know, Bears are 13, Eagles 14. Jets are 19, Browns and Steelers 21 and 22. Like, once again, I would think reputation, doesn't it surprise you? The Steelers come in at 22. The Chiefs come in at 29. Their ownership is constantly lauded. You know, the Patriots are 24th. That surprises me a little bit because it's kind of like, well, I'm sure, you know, Belichick's not going to go the extra mile, but the thought is that Kraft would. A lot of these facilities, I feel like, are located in close proximity to the stadium, but some of them aren't, right? So I feel like maybe that decreases the grade a little bit. No, but it's one of seven categories. Again, the categories are treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room. And the locker room grades are all over the board. There are a lot of bad, you know, a lot of D's, a lot of, lot of bad locker room grades out there. Like the Chiefs get a D minus for their locker room. Now, let's be honest, okay? Money talks. And that's why I asked you, Mark, how important do you feel this really is? I think, I think it's where some of this stuff breaks a tie, but at the, but I don't know how often these issues get discussed during free agency. I'm with you on breaking the tie. I think just more if I'm a GM, there are some of these things that would concern me. The two teams that have training staffs that are voted that lowly, I would be extremely concerned about that. I don't know how much the locker room really matters at the end of the day. But I thought it was an interesting list. It comes out right before free agency. And we'll see teams on the bottom sign really good players. And we'll see seats at the top. I mean, at the end of the day, David, what you talked about, who's paying the most money? Miller and Moulton. I want to fill one of these surveys out. We can take all of our jobs that we've had, David, and rank them in terms of, you know, who treated our families the best. Starting fives next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Dalton Miller, Pro Football Network, joins us in an hour. Kurt Byram, NBC and the Golf Channel, joins us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. An awful lot went on in the sports world yesterday, last night. Heading into this morning, let's get to it. Time for the starting five, five stories you need to know. It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Well, Mark, the biggest story at the combine turned out to be George's Jalen Carter right before he was scheduled to meet with the media, the likely top five pick in the draft. 
Word came out he was being charged with reckless driving and racing in connection to the fatal car crash back on January 15th that killed a former teammate and a recruiting staffer. Carter ended up being booked late last night and released 16 minutes later after posting bond. Carter, after, well, conducting his physicals, didn't meet with the media, then flew back from Indianapolis, got to Athens. He did release a statement saying he expects to be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Aaron Rodgers sat down, did like an hour and 41 minutes on a podcast. And amongst the 101 minutes said he's going to decide soon his future plans. You won't have to wait long, he said. Okay. Hope not, because we're all sick and tired of this. And goodness sakes, I love me some divas, but dude, I mean, J-Lo's going, come on now. I mean, Harry and Megan are going, hey, come on now. You know, just move this along. NFLPA released their, quote, free agency report cards, unquote, player surveys that rank the quality of the team's uh, facilities, let them know how their players and families feel about the organization and how they're treated. Top three, Vikings, Dolphins, and Raiders. Ow, about that. Bottom three, Chargers, Cardinals, and Commanders. The Jags apparently had a rodent problem. 14 teams don't have a family room. 11 teams don't provide daycare at the stadium during the games. Bucks came in 26th. Jags came in 28th. Super Bowl champion Chiefs came in 29th. NBA, no Embiid, no problem for the Sixers in Miami. Outscored the Heat by 22 in the second quarter, won by 23, 119.96. Jimmy Butler left. Soreness in his knee. That bears watching. Miami missed a chance to gain a game on Brooklyn and move into the sixth seed. Right now, the Heat are in the play-in. Because your Knicks are unstoppable. Went seven straight, beat Brooklyn by 24, and the game wasn't that close. They scored 47 in the first quarter. Yeah, Knicks play in Miami Friday and in Boston Sunday. Now, don't get me wrong. They've beaten a lot of good teams in the last six weeks. They have. They've beaten Boston. You know, they beat Philadelphia. I I mean, they actually, they've beaten Cleveland. I mean, their record against teams with a winning record in the last six weeks is good. But at my, they play the Heat three times between now and the end of the month. And they're going to Boston Sunday. So, we'll see. They're a game behind Cleveland, though, for the four seed in the East. Because Cleveland lost to Boston, 117-113. Tatum with 41 to overcome Donovan Mitchell's 44. Magic, no problem for the Bucks. Milwaukee won their 16th in a row, the second of a back-to-back, and they beat Orlando by 22. How do you like scoring 117 and losing by 22? That's the NBA today, David. Brooklyn scored 118, lost by 24. Right. Defense is optional. Uh, KD with 23, Devin Booker with 37. So do the math. If those two are going to combine for 60 every night, I don't know. The Phoenix Suns might be a problem. They were for Charlotte, 105-91. Other NBA scores. Bulls are a game back in the play-in in the East. They edged Detroit by two. Memphis now two up for the two seed in the West. They beat Houston by 14. 
The Lakers, no LeBron, no problem. Second of back-to-backs, they won at OKC. They're a game behind Utah and New Orleans for the final play-in opportunity in the West. And uh, New Orleans tied with Utah for ninth. Those two would play one another in a 9-10 matchup. They beat Portland, 121-110. The Blazers are 12. College hoops, a couple of ranked teams went on the road last night and lost. Pitt lost at Notre Dame in Mike Bray's last game. That means the Canes are tied for first in the ACC with Pitt and Virginia. One ACC game left. Miami hosts Pitt. If Miami wins Saturday, they'll be the one seed in the upcoming ACC tournament. Because even though Virginia is going to beat Louisville, Miami beat Virginia head-to-head. Miami would win the tiebreaker. So Canes win against Pitt. They're the one seed in the upcoming ACC tournament. Bad loss for Maryland. Ohio State's had a horrible season. They've had a good last 10 days, though. Yeah, they beat Illinois a couple days ago and now uh, beat beat Maryland. By 11, 73-62. Fandy with a shot at the buzzer, damn near, a couple seconds left. One in Lexington, their first win at Rupp in 16 years, 68-66. Auburn had a 17-point lead, second half at Alabama. If people would like, check out Bruce Pearl's post-game radio interview. It's safe to say he felt that the calls didn't go his way in the second half. Very safe assumption, Mark. Very safe. Yells on a couple of occasions. And then slams the headset down and ends the interview. It's a minute 24. It's glorious. Uh, Alabama in overtime, 90-85. A couple of games of the night, though, in the Big East. Xavier went on the road, beat Providence in a battle of top 20 teams, 94-89. And TCU's win against Texas gives Kansas the regular season Big 12 title. Oh, my. Remember what we said last year when the Mets had like a 10-game lead on the Braves? We're taking the Braves to win the East. All right. You remember when Kansas lost four in a row and they were in like sixth? Yep, I do. And we said, yeah, we're taking Kansas until proven otherwise. Yeah, your one seed in the upcoming Big 12 tournament will be the Jayhawks of Kansas. Thank you very much. 75-73 TCU. South Florida whooped up on Tulsa last night by 16 at home. And I don't know if they're in trouble, Mark, but Northwestern staggering to the finish line here. Two weeks ago, they were playing better than everybody in the Big Ten. I don't know if they've won since. Penn State went to Evanston last night and beat Northwestern in overtime, 68-65. A huge win for the Nittany Lions, who had that heartbreaker at home against Rutgers earlier in the week. They were on the first four out on the last spot. They moved to the second spot. Right now, according to Shelby Mast, Michigan's the last team in. Wisconsin's the first team out. Penn State is the next team out. Wow, three Big Ten teams there for the final spot. Women's hoops, South Florida winner at Cincy by 30. There was a fight in the SEC women's tournament. Yes, there was. Kentucky and Florida. Kentucky player did not like the way the ball was handed to her after a made basket. She thought it was shoved in her face. So she threw the ball at the player. That would have just resulted in a technical. But then she ran down the court and went after her. Four players from each team ended up getting ejected. I think they ejected everybody who left the bench. Uh, Florida lost. 
by 15. Uh, FGCU won by 42 against Lipscomb. Otherwise, in-state, rough night. Stetson lost, North Florida lost, Jacksonville lost, and UCF lost by 10 to Tulsa. Mark, in that FGCU game, they were down 10 to 1. And after that, they outscored Lipscomb 100 to 49. I'd say that plays. There was a run in there somewhere. I'm sure of it. Um, where do you want to go next? I, I, we don't have enough time to talk about all the trades in the NHL, for goodness sakes. And we didn't think there were any players left who could be traded. The NHL understands the trade, de- trade deadline, folks. Damn right they do. They start three weeks early and they just keep trading, guys. Lightning made a small move. They get forward Michael Isamount from San Jose. They gave up Vladislav Nemestinkov. Uh, Penguins acquire uh, Granlin from National for a draft pick. Ottawa acquires Church Run, the young defenseman from Arizona, for a couple of draft picks. The Wings trade off a guy and sign a guy. They keep Dylan Larkin. Gave him a boatload of money. Eight years, $70 million. Okay, and then they trade uh, Ronick to Vancouver, which is an interesting trade because Vancouver sucks. And Detroit got a first-round draft pick for it. According to right. everybody, they fleeced, and I mean fleeced. Every trade grade I saw was a D for Vancouver and an A for Detroit. L.A. Kings send their all-time great goaltender, Jonathan Quick, to Columbus. All right. And they get, however, a top four defenseman and a better goalie these days in return. They also sent draft picks, a first and a second rounder to Columbus. That trade considered a win-win. Caps and Lars Eller to Colorado for a second round pick. All right, that's just some of the deals from the contenders. Uh, as for on the ice, Rangers edge Philly in overtime 3-2. Devils beat Colorado 7-5. The story in the NHL, however, is Connor McDavid. He's had five consecutive multi-goal games. Five games in a row. No one from Edmonton's ever done that before. That's significant because Wayne Gretzky played for Edmonton. And he he had done it four times like McDavid, but McDavid did it a fifth last night. Right. A few other pretty good players also in Edmonton over the years, but you can start and stop with Gretzky. Right. Uh, Edmonton beat Toronto 5-2. Uh, Vegas beat Carolina 3-2. Carolina's only a point ahead of the Devils for first in the division. Dallas doubled up Arizona 4-2. Washington 3-2 in overtime over Arizona. Uh, golf, well, the big story was supposed to be uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Bay Hill getting underway today, right? Huh, no way, man. Memos got released yesterday. PGA Tour is making some changes. They're revamping their format of the designated events. You know, those eight tournaments that they're going to be big, big, big money, far bigger than all the other events. Well, now those tournaments are only going to have about 70 or so players. And get this, no cuts. I wonder where they got that idea from. Wait, limited fields, no cuts? How are they going to give World Golf ranking points for these events? What's next? A shotgun start? Hello. Maybe three rounds. Uh, needless to say, the top players on the PGA Tour, they love this new format. I mean, well, I mean, Rory McIlroy's the, you know, second in command. Tiger's running the PGA Tour. Rory's second in command. I mean, 
Rory's just publicly espousing everything that Tiger once said. Right. I would say this is like a mob family where Tiger's actually in charge, but he's like the consigliere. He, you know, he's behind the scenes running everything. He just doesn't so want to be the face. He doesn't want to be the face because he doesn't want to get whacked. He just let he sure? lets Rory go out there. You sure? You sure Tiger's not Marlon Brando and Rory's uh, Michael? That could be. Could be. He's the retired Don, however you want to look at it. Right. It's just, you know, it's just a thought. I mean, Marlon Brando showed up occasionally, you know. I mean, you know, when there's a really big meeting, you know, the Godfather showed up. It's the same with Tiger. You know, last year when there was a really big meeting, guess who flew in? And he's the one who flew in, Michael and, and what have you. So anyway, um, so you're going to have the players. You're going to have three FedEx Cup events, the four majors, and the eight designated events. That's 16 tournaments right there. I have no idea if you'll see the top players in anything else. Don't know if you'll have to. Some of them may almost make as much as the guys on the LIV tour. Huh. Think about that. Kurt Byram in an hour to talk about life on the PGA Tour these days from NBC and the Golf Channel. But at eight minutes before the hour, Mark, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. I miss anything significant? Not at all. Okay. All right. Not at all. Don't have enough time to do an NHL trade deadline show. That would take 10 hours. Unbelievable. I mean, it deserves its own podcast. I I mean, just when I think I could maybe call Greg Wyshynski and get him on the show, too many deals are made. I'm like, this guy's too busy. I can't bother him now. Get him after the deadline. Get him next week to sort everything out. Right after he's had a nap, at least. Damn. Dalton Miller, Pro Football Network, in about 45 minutes. Well, that's going about Jalen Carter. And uh, where does he think he goes in the draft now? Huh? He's not going 17th in the draft. <laughs> no, he's not. I, come on now. <laughs> no, he's not. No. I think Pete Carroll at five is laughing hysterically. He's like, wow, this guy's going to fall to us. That's fantastic. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network.